Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I think we know that the drug cartels and the Mexican cartels on the south side of the border are very happy with Joe Biden and his actions or inaction. It has been a boon for business, the human trafficking, the drugs, and all kinds of other uh, contraband. Some of that contraband makes Joe Biden also a hero to China with all that fentanyl coming in through the southern border. But man, was it gutsy, was it ballsy when AMLO, the president of Mexico, said this. You, President Biden, you are the first president of the United States in a very long time that has not built not even one meter of wall. And that, we thank you for that, sir. That's right. The president of Mexico had the chutzpah to say thank you, Joe Biden, for being the first president in a long time not to put border walls up, making it easy for the drug cartels to do their job and for us to keep our economy going as more illegal aliens come into the United States and ship money back to Mexico. Even my wife, who, if you don't know, is a naturalized U.S. citizen, born and raised primarily in Central and Southern Mexico, even she rolled her eyes and said a few choice words in Spanish, which aren't vulgar, but I'm not going to repeat here. (laughs) Speaking of my wife, let's have her do the introduction and get into the rest of the news. Welcome to Open Source News. Please like, share, and subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss a thing. Have a blessed day. Welcome to Open Source News. I am your host. My name is James, a.k.a. BCP Black Conservative Patriot. Hope you're having a great day so far. Let's get into what is going on. You come here to find out what the latest news is. And I am going to deliver. Let's start off with some good news. We have Sarah Sanders, or Sarah Huckabee Sanders, sworn in as Arkansas's first female governor. If you're not aware, she is the daughter of former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee, and she's also President Trump's former press secretary. And she is a warrior. Man, did she put up with some abuses from the left not some abuses, quite a bit of abuses and nastiness from the left. She had to fight these demons, uh, demon-possessed, very evil, wicked, vile Marxists masquerading as journalists and reporters. And she had to deal with their dishonesty and all kinds of things happening. Now, here is what she did. The first thing she did when she came into office is sign an executive order to protect children from critical race theory and other indoctrination. 
On her first day in office, Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders signed an executive order declaring that critical race theory indoctrination should not be allowed in schools. Shortly after being sworn in as Arkansas's first female governor, Sanders, the daughter of former Governor Mike Huckabee, signed an executive order to prohibit the indoctrination and critical race theories in school. Also, just a reminder, if you're not aware, she is a recent cancer survivor, and we wish her much luck and success leading the great state of Arkansas. By the way, my folks in Arkansas, you're just one of a dozen, a little over a dozen states that I have not yet visited in this nation, and I have a goal to wrap up all 50 states in the next two to three years. So if I come through, I expect a nice Arkansas welcome when I arrive in your state. Let's contrast that what's happening uh, at a, another state that also starts with uh, A and R, and that is the state of Arizona, where the, <coughs> the <coughs> governor, <coughs> um, uh, what's her name, Katie Hobbs, where Katie Hobbs did the following. She is proposing in her first week of of being sworn in a state-funded scholarship program with $50 million in taxpayer money to help a certain segment attend state universities and colleges. And she is proposing that these $40 million in taxpayer money go to help illegal aliens attend Arizona State Universities and Colleges. See where the priority is for each one of these governors, a Republican governor and a Democrat. No, no, no. In her inaugural address, Hobbs vowed to expand the Arizona Promise Scholarship Program, which helps low-income students pay tuition and and fees to okay, which helps low-income students pay tuitions and fees to attend universities. While creating the Promise for Dreamers Scholarship Program, which will cover all students, regardless of immigration status, who attend a public university. Well, obviously, if it's called the Promise for Dreamers Scholarship Program, it is aimed at dreamers whose immigration status is not legal. Now, we can go into the merits that it's not fair that they were brought here as children. That all has merit. But let's talk about the facts. They are not here legally. Because their parents brought them here illegally. But that doesn't matter because Hobbs Initiative would spend $40 million to help funnel illegal aliens into limited spots at state universities and colleges. An estimated 2,000 illegal aliens would benefit from the initiative every school year. And by the way, folks, it's not just Katie Hobbs. The uh, Arizona voters approved a Republican-led law that gives in-state tuition in-state tuition to illegal aliens. So illegal aliens that are illegally in Arizona can still get in-state tuition. I believe California did that years ago, and I'm sure other states have as well. By the way, the average in-state tuition in Arizona is about $4,500. And it's over $20,000 once you factor in books, living expenses, etc. per scholastic year. Huckabee versus... I'm trying not to say the word governor when talking about Carrie Lake's opponent. 
Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Okay, let's get into a follow-up on this morning. This is uh, good for some for some laughs. This is Pete Buttigieg on what went down today. And joining me now is Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Mr. Secretary, thanks so much for being with us. First of all, any hint of what the root cause was of this outage? Well, now that uh, the system is up and running, our primary focus is to determine that root cause. And I've directed FAA to figure out exactly how. He's directed FAA. Now that we've got, it was down for about 90 minutes, but it uh, it disrupted like 7,000. It delayed or it led to the cancellation or delay of 7,000 flights. Those 90 minutes. I mean, it's a huge, it was huge. Oh, I'm sorry. 6,900 plus. Is it okay if I round up to 7,000? Or are we going to have some Nazis out there going, it's 6,900, James. That's not 7,000. 6,900 plus is what I'm seeing at two reports. One of them says almost 7,000. My mistake. My mistake. This happened, uh, the timeline piece by piece about uh, what was known overnight uh, going into uh, last night and then coming out of it. And most importantly, uh, as you might imagine, a critical system like this has a lot of redundancy built into it. With back- Lots of redundancy b- built into it. So why did it go down? Maybe it was cyber attackers. Maybe it was terrorists. That would, That's what I would ask. Pete Buttigieg. Oh, wait a minute. It seems like Andrew Mitchell over at MSNBC may have actually asked him that question. Mr. Secretary, we've seen, though, domestic attacks on other aspects of our critical infrastructure, the power substations, of course. Are we absolutely positive this was not the result of any nefarious activity, either domestic or foreign? We're not prepared to rule that out. We're not prepared to rule that out. Even though Corinne Jean-Pierre pretty much said, we have no indication it was a cyber attack. But Peter, Pete Buttigieg is being a little bit more honest and saying, we're not prepared to rule that out. It could be that. We don't know. Which, I'm not a big fan of Mayor Pete, but that's the proper, you know, we can't rule anything out. We have to do an investigation. So the FAA tweeted out today, um, the FAA is still fully working on the notice to air mission system following an outage. While some functions are beginning to come back online, national airspace system operation remains limited. Then after a couple more updates, uh, they said normal air traffic operations are resuming gradually across the U.S. following overnight outage to the notice to air mission system that provides safety info to flight crews. The ground stop has been lifted. We continue to look into the cause of the initial problem. So they're looking to the cause of the initial problem early this morning, but Pete Buttigieg is taking, I've instructed FAA to look into it. Of course, FAA would be looking into it. You don't have to instruct them to do that. Believe it or not, folks, the uh, FAA was doing okay before Pete Buttigieg came around.
crazy. Oh, and by the way, there, uh, this kind of stuff happens all the time, according to Pete Buttigieg. Is there a critical vulnerability here where the entire country had to be stopped because of something that probably you know, involved one sector or another? Well, again, part of what you're seeing here is an abundance of caution, making absolutely certain that operations were safe. But this is one of the reasons why uh, we need to get these answers and, and have this review uh, of exactly what happened, uh, because uh, we need to understand whether this reflects a systemic issue uh, and what would uh, be required so that there's no single point of failure here. Uh, again, there need to be redundancies and uh, layers and layers of protection here. Uh, this. Did he just say earlier that there was redundancy? So which one is it, Pete? There is redundancy or there needs to be redundancy? Those are two different things, my friend. And I say my friend, you know, like my immigrants' friends do. You know, a lot of immigrants say, my friend, my friend, my friend. I think that's very interesting. This is an incredibly complex system. Uh, so uh, uh, glitches or complications uh, happen all the time. But Glitches and complications happen all the time. Of course they do. Of course they do. All right. How about some comic relief courtesy of Representative Cortez of New York City, Sandy Cortez. Oh, by the way, folks, if I haven't asked you yet, please like, share, and subscribe. It really helps us out. And don't forget to check out our sister channel, The BCP Report, as well as our other show. I have another show called BCP Unfiltered, where I talk about things that I can't talk about on this platform. And you can catch that uh, by joining our community for free. And you can do that over at therealbcp.com if you want to interact uh, with the BCP Unfiltered Show in a social media uh, space. If you just want to go over and watch our videos and our episodes, then you can also access that over at bcpextras.com. So now you know where else to find me. If you ever thought, man, I wish James would talk about this or that or address this, I probably am, but not on this platform. Now you know where to go to find that coverage. Okay, so this is what Ronnie Jackson, the congressman from Texas and former physician to many presidents, the last one being Trump and Obama before him, and I believe George W. before that. I don't know if you heard that uh, there's this new thing where the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission has a recent recommendation saying that, that all gas stoves should be banned due to them being a health hazard. Well, Ronnie uh, Jackson tweeted out, I'll never give up my gas stove. If the maniacs in the White House come for my stove, they can pry it out of my cold, dead hands. Come and take it. Which I think is kind of a comedic reference, if you will, to the Second Amendment, right? Well, AOC, who is either, well, let's just say, she uh, doesn't get the nuance of comedy and irony and she probably doesn't uh, appreciate satire they say satire and irony and um, sarcasm is a higher form of comedy I don't know but those are my favorite forms of comedy 
And then, so she replied to Dr. Rodney Jackson. Remember, this is a doctor. Did you know that ongoing exposure to NO2 from gas, nitrous oxide, or nitrous dioxide from gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance? You can read about it here. And then she has a link to Vox.com that says gas stoves can generate unsafe levels of indoor air pollution. This is a doctor that she's referring to. Again, did you know that ongoing exposure from gas stoves is linked to reduced cognitive performance? And then, in all of his brilliance, Ronnie Jackson tweets a picture, apparently of AOC, that she had uh, put on Instagram. It looks like Instagram before where she is standing in front of a gas stove and it says it is very cold outside. She's actually bent over or kneel, she's she's over. She's in front of a gas stove in her apartment or a condo or whatever she lives in. Looks like it's pretty nice. It's got the uh, brushed aluminum or stainless steel look, four gas burners. And Ronnie Jackson replies on Twitter, Sandy Cortez says gas stoves cause, quote, reduced cognitive performance. Yet she uses a gas stove. Is this a self-diagnosis? AOC, as a medical doctor, I can tell you this. What's wrong with your head is not caused by stoves. Something way bigger is causing your decreased cognitive function. So a little little Twitter spat there between a physician and a non-physician, Sandy Cortez. All right, we also need to follow up on What's going on with these classified documents found that were in that were in the office? Plus another location we're now finding out. I'll get to that in a second. More documents found of Joe Biden. So once again, here's a reminder of the timeline. AG Merrick Garland named a special counsel to investigate Donald Trump not President Joe, after two weeks after Biden's classified briefings and documents were discovered at Penn Biden Center. Two weeks after they discovered this. Remember, they discovered this before the midterms, but we didn't get word of it until CBS reported on it on Monday. I think it was late Monday. That's when they decided to go after President Trump. After they had found out that Biden had those things. This is a classic example of Saul Alinsky Marxism. Accuse your opponent of what you are guilty of. Literally, they had documents. Classified documents found in the possession of the former vice president. And what did they do? They went after Trump for having documents as a president, and a president has full power to declassify documents. On November 18th, Garland named former federal prosecutor Jack Smith special counsel for two probes by the Department of Justice on Trump, right? Two weeks prior, on November 2nd, Biden's classified documents were reportedly unearthed at Biden's so-called think tank, the Penn Biden Center, by the president's attorney. The timeline suggests, and Mrs. Breitbart being nice, that Garland appointed a special counsel to investigate Biden's 2024 presidential political opponent 
for allegedly mishandling classified documents while potentially knowing Biden had allegedly committed the same violation. No, it's not the same violation. First of all, President Trump was a president who can declassify anything and had these documents. Joe Biden was not working in government, was the vice president and had no authority to declassify. And yet he had this material. And President Trump told us, and I covered that this morning, so China could take a peekaboo. Very similar to what Hillary Clinton did, having a private server with her government business, knowing damn well that China was taking big old peekaboos. Now, Biden's claiming, oh, I didn't, I didn't know anything about this stuff. I was totally surprised it happened. Didn't even know. Totally surprised. First, people know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. People know that I take classified documents very seriously. Of course you do. That's a payday. 50 million plus. I don't know how much of that Joe Biden may have gotten. And we know that he said that before, right? On, on, on 60 Minutes. When you saw the photograph of the top secret documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? How that could possibly happen? President Trump was president of the United States and he could declassify anything he wants to. That's how that happened. How one, anyone could be that irresponsible. So if a president who's allowed to have and able to declassify and was active with the president, president took documents with him to Mar-a-Lago and that's irresponsible. What do you call Joe Biden, a vice president who wasn't in government but had secret documents, uh, classified documents? And I thought, what data was in there that may compromise sources and methods? What might be in those documents about Iran and China? What could be in those documents that could be compromising to America? The hypocrisy in this one is so obvious, no one needs to even point it out. He was, but here we go. He was surprised by the contents. He had no idea. He had no idea what was in there. First, people know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol. When I, for four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn, uh, they found some documents in a box. Honorary professor at Penn. He wasn't teaching any classes. Never, there's no record that he ever taught anything at University of Pennsylvania, by the way. But he keeps saying he taught classes and he's a, he was a university professor. Title, nothing means nothing. Nothing has meaning to Democrats and Marxists. They change the meaning of words so that when they use them, they're meaningless. Like the word racist means nothing because everyone and everything's racist. I'm racist according to Democrats. I mean, I'm not really racist. But they will continue racist even though I am black. Look at the screen if you haven't. That's why this channel is called Black Conservative Patriot. I'm a racist because I love the Constitution. See what I mean? Loving the Constitution has nothing to do with race. But Democrats say that's racist. So they've made the word racist mean nothing. You know, a cabinet. Or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. 
and they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives, and I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. Oh, he was surprised to learn that he himself had taken personal documents there. I mean, how else would they get there, Joe Biden? It's your office at your think tank. I mean, seriously, what kind of thought is coming out of a Biden think tank? How to touchy and grabby with every female across all age spectrum within 15 feet of your hormonal drive? Is that what they're thinking about over at the Penn Biden think tank? How to screw over America? How to weaken her borders, her economy, and her energy independence? But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives. And we're cooperating fully. I was surprised to learn that there are any government records that were taken there to, the, to that office. I don't know what's in the documents. Uh, how could you not know? This is yesterday afternoon. How could you not know that when it was already reported that the documents in question were about Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom? But wait. There's more, more documents, or another document. We come on the air tonight with breaking news. CBS News has learned that more documents marked classified from President Joe Biden's tenure as vice president were found in at least one additional location than previously known. That's right. In addition to the 10 documents, they there's more. There's more, and it's just now coming out. A discovery was made after lawyers for Mr. Biden found that first batch of roughly 10 documents at a private office in Washington, D.C. on November 2nd. It is not yet clear when the additional documents with classified markings were found. So what we're seeing here, folks, is now that they just found this second document or second batch or place where documents, we're just finding out that there was more than one place. But when did all this go down? We know the other one was on November 2nd. When did this one happen? What are the details? We're yet, we don't know about that yet. That's just now breaking news that there's more than the initial 10 that reported on. Uh, does this mean that the Department of Justice and the FBI are going to be running down Biden's several homes or the White House? Of course not. The system doesn't work that way, silly. Biden and the Marxists and the Democrats and the rhinos, they get away with everything. It's we small people and President Trump that need to have the book thrown at them. A source familiar with the Justice Department's review did not identify the additional location where documents were found. The U.S. attorney charged with investigating the Biden documents is aware of the additional documents, but sources could not say where these documents are being housed. The White House did not respond to a request for comment. Of course not. They're going to leave that to Corinne Jean-Pierre to lie about in tomorrow's press briefing. And whereas the first story was broken by CBS, CBS let us know who was the one to break the story about this additional document or documents that were also discovered in a currently unknown other place other than the 
Biden Penn think tank location. Lawyers designated by Mr. Biden to handle his post vice presidency papers did not respond to multiple phone calls. NBC News first reported that additional Biden documents with classified markings were found at another location. Now, there is some definitely fallout for Biden over this. As I reported uh, previously, Mark Warner over at the, a Democrat by the way, over in the Senate wants to see what's going on. Mark Warner is the chair of the Senate Committee, uh, Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, and he demanded, as I reported earlier, a briefing from Joe Biden's Justice Department yesterday. The requested briefing, um, of course, is in direct contrast to the mainstream media that's for the most part trying to ignore the story. And in the House, the House Oversight Committee Chairman, James Comer, wrote a letter to the White House as well, demanding the disclosure of all the documents retrieved from the Penn Biden Center that Joe Biden stashed there, including the classified briefings and documents pertaining to Iran and Ukraine, data between 2013 and 2016, to assist the committee Republicans in investigating President Biden's recent mishandling of classified information, please provide the following documents and information no later than January 24th. All documents retrieved, all internal documents and communications regarding the documents retrieved, a list of people who had access to President Biden's personal office, all documents and communications related to the handling of the classified material by Biden's personal lawyers, including but not limited to their security clearance status and all documents and communications between or among the White House and the Department of Justice or the National Archives regarding the documents retrieved from Biden's personal office at the Penn Biden Center. Let's see if they actually respond to the subpoena, if they ignore it, and what goes on. But they've got a couple weeks to produce that, so this is an ongoing story. Now check this out, folks. James Comer, again, get used to this face and name because he is working hard to expose and make a difference. James Comer today demanded Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen convey bank records from the Biden family business that were flagged by U.S. banks as suspicious. Now, we know from back in April, more than 150 of the Biden family business bank transactions were flagged by the U.S. banks for suspicion. Those flagged reports were sent over to Yellen for further review to ascertain if the Biden family had engaged in wrongdoing. The Treasury Department has a longstanding practice of disclosing the reports to Congress, but the Biden administration has prevented transparency, which raises questions about a possible effort to hide the Biden network's suspicious business dealings. This is according to James Comer and the Oversight Committee. So for years, uh, wire transfers have been the tool of choice of many launderers. You move money around and quickly, it's immediate, and you can do big numbers without being scrutinized like when, you start, when you're doing cash movements at the bank. Any wire transfer over $10,000 will be flagged for review. I think almost anyone who's watched a procedural drama on money laundering or payoffs would know about that. Uh, so these wire transfers over 10000 are to be reported to the IRS. Now, the international wire payments, such as those to James and Hunter, are monitored by the Office of Foreign Assets Control 
to ensure the money is not part of corrupt business schemes. On Wednesday, Comer wrote Yellen asking for the relevant flag reports. Quote, we will, we, all, we will also examine and make recommendations regarding federal law and regulations to ensure that financial institutions have the proper internal controls and compliance programs to alert federal agencies of potential money laundering activity. Accordingly, we make this renewed request for certain records and information in Treasury's, in Treasury's custody. So there are documents that have been requested that Joe Biden's people are yet to hand over. I wonder why. Okay, folks, let me wrap up with these last two things. Uh, we now have two other states that do not want failed RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. Republicans in both Alabama and Louisiana are the latest to reject her as the chair of the DNC. NBC reporting, a growing Sunbelt's uprising among the GOP actors at the state and local level has emerged as a threat or at least a noisy nuisance to Republican National Committee Chairman Rona McDaniel and her bid for another term. From Arizona to Florida, state parties are passing or considering pass, passing votes of no confidence in McDaniel, demanding new leadership after three disappointing elections. Things aren't going too well for Mitt Romney's niece now, are they? And things aren't going well for us. The World Bank is warning of a 2023 looming recession. And with that negative news, I think we'll end there. Thanks for being here, folks. God bless you. God bless your families. Please pray for our nation. We definitely need the hand of providence as the Marxists continue to destroy our rule of law, our constitution, our borders, our culture, and anything having to do with freedom and liberty. These truly are treasonous, traitors, rat bastards, and they're at every level of the federal government, elected and unelected. God help us. We need providence to overcome this. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on that notifications bell so you don't miss a thing.